0: Thank you so much for your kindness and I just pray you are listening to the words of that great, great, great song. John 14 does give us six great assurances. What was the first? That we can go to heaven. The second was that we can know the Father right now. The third, that we can have the privilege of prayer. The fourth, that we have the Holy Spirit now the fifth we shall see today we can enjoy the father's love right now that's such an established fact in many of your personal christian pilgrimages that for many of you have lost it's lost its allure it's lost its joy it's such an established fact in your life that for some of us we take it for granted we just assume Oh yeah, he loves me. He loves me. And it has lost its uh, shine to us sometimes. I saw that powerfully illustrated as it was learned anew in a story I read recently. Beautiful story. Sweet story about Christmas, of course. Christmas in July. Some Americans were invited to Russia right after Communism fell in 89. It was 94, I think. They were invited to go all over the country and speak on ethics and morals from a Christian perspective. When do you think that would happen in the United States? Well, anyway, they went to many places, including an orphanage. They had about 100 kids. And it was Christmas time. They read the Christmas story to these kids. And they listened so, so well. They couldn't believe the story. And so the activity following the story time was to create with all the available very few materials they had then to create a manger scene. And so the kids went to work creating a manger scene, and they did, as children are good to create things. And so these person, the, these Americans came back later and saw uh, the creation of this beautiful little manger scene with the little cardboard and cloth things they could find to cut out. But they were a little shocked when they found two babies in the manger. And so they called the translator over and asked, would you please ask what's going on? There was a little boy named Misha who spoke and they asked him, Why are there two babies in the manger? Well, the child began to repeat the story that they had just shared with him. And he was extremely accurate until he got to the part where Mary laid the baby in the manger. Then Misha began to ad lib. He said, well, when Maria, Mary, laid the baby in the manger, Jesus looked up at me and asked me if I had a place to stay. I told him I have no mama, no papa, so I didn't have a place to stay. Then Jesus told me that I could stay with him. But I told him I couldn't because I didn't have a gift like everybody else had brought to him. So I asked Jesus, if I could just keep you warm, would that be a good enough gift? Jesus said, yep, that would be a good enough gift. And if you come keep me warm, you can stay with me forever. The little orphan began to weep. Because finally, he had someone that would keep him forever. Well, sweet story, emotional, yes. But I wish we could be like Misha. I wish we could understand How personal and profound it is to know how much God loves us and how He wants us to stay with Him forever. I pray that maybe even today, for the first time in a long time, or the first time, you can personally understand how much He loves you. In fact, let's just stop and pray for that right now, okay? Father, we come, and I I just pray that you would help us to learn like that little Russian boy that you do love us. And as Kevin said, we're in fearful times, but God, in the midst of fearful times, may that be the greatest comfort that we have in our lives. Father, may it be profoundly personal to us even today. May this great assurance change how we see life. We need that, Father. There are people here today with troubled hearts, many with troubled hearts, a lot of different ways, and we all need that touch from you today that says, I love you, and I'm going to stay with you forever. Thank you, Lord, for that precious assurance. In Jesus' name, amen. Look with me to where it's said even more profoundly. Then a little Misha told a story in John fourteen. John fourteen, beginning with verse nineteen. And for those of you who are visiting today, we do have first-time guests with us. We're always blessed with that here at Pebble Creek. Uh, we welcome you. We're glad you're here. Please fill out a card. I didn't tell you that. You're supposed to do that. You know. I appreciate it if you would. But seriously, we have been. I have the reason. I'm talking about that is I have been preaching through the Gospel of John, and it's taken me a year to get this far. But John 14 is just so filled with the assurances from the Lord to us. So turn with me to John 14, beginning with verse 19. Just a few verses today. The Bible says, in a little while the world will see me no longer. But you will see me. Because I live, you will live also. In that day you will know that I am in my Father. And you are in me. And I am in you. The one who has my who who has the one who has my commands and keeps them is the one who loves me. And the one who loves me will be loved by my father. I will also love him, and he will reveal myself to him. Now look at verse twenty two. Judas, not the Iscariot Judas, another one, said to him, Lord, how is it that you're going to reveal yourself to us? but not to the world. Jesus answered, If anyone loves me, he will keep my word. My Father will love him, and we will come to him and make our home with him. Isn't that beautiful? My Father will love him, and we will come to him and make our home with him. Verse 24. The one who doesn't, love me, will not keep my words. The word that you hear is not mine, but is from the Father who sent me. In our text, the Lord Jesus really powerfully explains in th- a threefold way this beautiful love that he has for us even today. First, we see there was a powerful manifestation. Uh, the text says there was a past manifestation to the disciples. Just mark that out, but powerful. And we see that in verse 19 and 20. This powerful manifestation to the disciples. As Jesus in verse 19 really focuses on his resurrection and on his post-resurrection appearances. In fact, one of my favorite verses, chapters in all of John is John 21. Where Jesus appears to Peter in that post-resurrection pre-ascension passage but we see him here referring to the fact that in a little while the world will see him no more why? because he's going to die and he's going to be raised from the dead and then ascended unto the father so they're not going to see him forever verse 20 really centers especially on what the Holy Spirit does in helping us know who he is and who the father is and the Holy Spirit we've already read about that Helps us to know exactly who he is. Now we know that Jesus returned to heaven as the exalted head of all creation. And we know that he there intercedes for you and me. And aren't you glad for that? In fact, we're going to see in John 17 that powerfully delineated. And you're going to see in John 17 that you are on the prayer list of Jesus. How about that? Well, we see in verse 20 the results of the Holy Spirit helping us to know exactly who He is, who God is. And even, of course, today we're not able to see Jesus physically, but we're part of the union that He gives us to be a part of the church, and we're thankful for that. So we see that powerful manifestation. Second, we see a present manifestation to, of Himself to all believers. Go back to verse 21 and we see him saying the one who has my commands and keeps them is the one who loves me. And the one who loves me will be loved by my father. I will also love him and will reveal myself to him. Note the repetition of the word love. It's just constant throughout this text. If we treasure God's word, we will obey it. The Father and the Son will share their love with us. Isn't that beautiful? When the sinner trusts Christ, the Spirit of God immediately comes into his or her life and never leaves his or her life. The Spirit's resident will not depart. But as the believer yields to the Father and begins to learn and know and follow His will even more then that deeper relationship occurs. Listen carefully. Are you listening? Look at me. Salvation brings heaven to our hearts. But submission, submission means that heaven comes to us. So he is here talking about a deepening relationship where the Holy Spirit comes in to dwell and we learn more and more how to love Him and He loves us even more and it's spoken so powerfully in that verse 23 that I read, my Father will love Him, we will come to Him and we will make our home with Him. Does the Lord God Almighty and His Son Jesus Christ have a home in you? Is he at home in you? There are places I have been where I just felt immediately at home. You know? You just feel like this is a safe place. It's a good place. I can put my feet up. I can relax. This is a great place. And it may not be your home. I hope your home's like that. It's not for everybody. But there are other places where you can go and you just feel like, I'm at home. Does Jesus feel at home with you? Does God feel like he's at home when he's speaking to you? Or is it speaking to a stranger? I love that text. We will come to him and make our home with him. He wants us to have such a deepening relationship That's deeper and deeper and deeper where love is manifest and experienced in such a powerful way. What a powerful manifestation of himself to believers. And then last we see there will be a future manifestation when Jesus returns. Many scholars believe that's what he's talking about there in verse 19 when he says, You will see me. And while indeed he was speaking to the present disciples We also recognize he was saying that someday you're going to see me. We know Judas Iscariot here asked him a question. says, now wait a minute, Jesus. Judas, not Iscariot, asked him a question. said, now wait a minute. You're going to reveal yourself to us, but not to the world. That seems to contradict what you may have said earlier. Well, Jesus had revealed himself and had been rejected. But to his own, he had been received. And he had... Revealed himself to his church, to his disciples. And even now he continues to give uh, sinners lost, uh, lost sinners opportunity to repent. And one day he will return. And one day we will see him. But you will see me. Do you believe that? Do you trust in that? Do you know that one day you will see him? Oh, my friends, one day he will return and the world will behold him. One of the best ways to ease a troubled heart is to bathe it in the love of God. And there are many people in here I know who have felt like orphans at some time in your life. You felt very alone. Please know that you're not. Please know that our Father wants to be at home in you, and you have a home in Him. Charles Haddon Spurgeon, the great English preacher, said, Little faith will take your soul to heaven, but great faith will take heaven to your soul. What a great word. Little Misha in Russia found his communion with God as a little child. Ours can be like that too. But we need to grow beyond a childlike faith to an ever-deepening faith which always allows God's voice to be so powerfully present that it changes who we are and how we live. He loves you. He loves you. He really loves you. You're not an orphan. You are not alone. He loves you. Let Him find a home in you today. Just open up your heart and say, oh God, I want you to be at home in me. I want you to be at home in me. I want to live in such a way and know your word in such a way that you're at home in me. You see, that's the decision that you can make and only you can make. You can't make it for your husband. You can't make it for your wife. You can't make it for your child. You can't make it for your mama, your daddy, nobody. It's a personal decision. Lord, are you at home in me? I'm going to pray, and as we pray, I just want you to pray individually and just ask the Lord, are you at home in me? What do I need to do to, Lord, repent of my sins so that you feel at home in me? Would you pray that with me right now? Lord God, we thank you so much for your word. What a powerful word it is that speaks of this great assurance Lord, we want you to feel at home here. Yes, at Pebble Creek, but we want you to feel at home in my heart. So, Lord, I pray that if there's anything in my heart that needs to be rooted out, that it would be rooted out today. Father God, thank you that little Misha found that he could stay with Jesus forever. Lord, we need that same grand assurance even today. Lord, speak to every man, every woman, every boy and girl in this place today. This might be a moment of salvation, of restoration, of submission, so that heaven will come to our hearts. We ask it in Jesus' precious and holy name.